I'm not drinking, ladies and gentlemen. My audience is drinking. You have to understand, it is, it is New Year's, and we're on the verge here of a millennium. People are very, very, very drunk, actually, is what they are. They're, they're not. Plus, make a note of this. If you're ever doing a radio show on your own, do not hand out horns to an audience that can drink in the lobby. Okay. Well, anyway, nice to be here with you. Uh, welcome to one of those Y2K scams you read about. Actually, when I first heard that uh, about this crisis, you know that uh, the economies might melt down and uh, and uh, machinery shut down and, and entitled, entire nation states cease to operate because of Y2K. I thought, my God, we could sell tickets, <laughs> and they bought them. People came and they bought them. It's a desperate cry for entertainment, ladies and gentlemen, on New Year's Eve. Well. What do you know? From the Orpheum Theater in Madison, Wisconsin, it's Michael Feldman's Why Do You Know from PRI Public Radio International. That's John Julian on piano, John Messaboros on bass, Clyde Stubblefield on drums, and I'm Jim Packer. In this hour of What Do You Know, survivalist extraordinaire Mount Mel DeWeese, the millennium music of Combo.com, and the What Do You Know quiz. Support for What Do You Know comes from Public Radio International affiliate stations and the Public Radio International Program Fund. Support is also provided by Boca Burger, the meatless burger made with heart-healthy soy protein for people who love the taste of meat at grocery and natural food stores nationwide. Boca Burger, vegetarians celebrate, meat lovers salivate. On the web at bocaburger.com. Now, the man who's Y2K defiant, Michael Feldman.
Yes, we're here at the beautiful, partially restored Orpheum Theater, ladies and gentlemen, in the heart of downtown Madison, Wisconsin, where we're still waiting the, uh, to see what happens at uh, midnight exactly. And uh, we're pretty much, uh, what's it, 11.02 now, Jim? That's here, right. The clock there. So we've got about an hour to get the show, get two hours of show in one hour, That's basically. Right. Punch it in. Worst case scenario. So um, the Y2K, or as my wife calls it, Y tonight. Uh, <laughs> Or as my dad would undoubtedly have called it, Y2KIT, which is short for Kish and Tuchus. So. Uh, not that I don't take it seriously. Serious things could have happened here. We, uh, uh, we're, we're not Y2K compliant, so we could still go down. But uh, we, we did make some accommodations here. Instead of a fancy schmancy Waterford crystal ball dropping exactly at midnight, we have a completely loaded PC, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to drop <laughs> from the ceiling onto our stage. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's located right next to Edna the chicken that you see here uh, on Jim's left. Uh, the chicken, Jim. Uh, Edna, or, or Nostra Cluckus, as we call her, actually will be making the chicken shit predictions for the next millennium. By, she has, there are actual predictions of what could happen. Don't worry, we'll cut that out of the actual show. Uh, in the next millennium, things, contingencies that could happen, and, and using augury, uh, a, a bird augury, she will decide uh, if we feed her enough, hopefully. <laughs> or I think actually some of the audience here probably could do the same thing if they drink a little more. Uh, and by the end of the show, we're gonna, at the end of the show, we're going to remove Edna from her cage and read what she has chosen, sure. what she has actually decided with the future portends, because they used to do that in the, years ago. And at fairs and carnivals and things like that. We were going to get a cow originally, but it was the stages. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, and also we have a survivalist on call tonight. So uh, we're, uh, Mountain Mel is going to join us today. And uh, if things go from bad to worse, you can forage uh, in your own backyard and using simple household products lead a completely normal and productive life, uh, which would be a first for a lot of you, I can tell. So uh, we got all that, uh, and it's just a sample of what's on the show today, plus a lot of music. We got some great things coming up. I think you can enjoy it. If we do go back to 1900, though, of course, the first thing I'm going to do is get my dad's family out of the Ukraine. That's, uh, <laughs> that's essential. Moms in East Gary can wait a little while longer, I think. East, actually, maybe we should go to East Gary first. If you've seen it, you know what I mean. It's not even Gary, it's East Gary. It's a step down from Gary, Indiana. So dad isn't actually due until 1904, so if we get there soon, uh, then he can be born in Vancouver and get full health benefits, which he could have used, actually, over the years. <laughs> and then, of course, if this all happens, uh, the former prince will have to party like it's 1899. And, <laughs> and believe me, they did everything we do, and in woolens, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's <laughs> Fortunately, Paps had his blue ribbon already, so there will be libation there. I think it was 1893, wasn't right, it? Yes, yes. Paps blue ribbon. Thank you, Jim. On the other hand, we're just 12 months shy of 2001, and it's kind of disappointing, really, because, you know, for example, we don't have those uh, apes pounding bones around a monolith on the moon, you know? None of that has happened. And, or Kira D'Elia floating in space as an embryo, you know? I keep expecting that to happen. And with NASA, you know, it's not going to happen. They won't know if it's a metric embryo or if it's... What's the opposite of metric? In inches. Inches. Yes. 
But uh, personally, I will not miss the 20th century, uh, the highlight of which was the invention of pantyhose for me. <laughs> I mean, what can you say about a century where the highlight was the invention of pantyhose, you know? The zipper was a good thing. That occurred in the 20th century. And uh, they've reduced the time it takes to make cream of wheat to almost nothing. So that's... Uh, <laughs> But in other areas, we've actually gone backwards, it seems to me. For example, we used to have the telephone where you pick it up and talk to somebody, right? <laughs> now you put down $2,000, you sign up with a provider, log on, and type to somebody who types back. This is not progress. <laughs> this is typing. This is typing, ladies and gentlemen. Typing should be obsolete by now. If we had progress, nobody would be typing now with the stupid ASDF, JKL, stomach. Stupid. I'm so disappointed in the present. It's not the future. Sometimes I think it never will be. I think Devo was right. We've peaked, basically. And plus, despite all the years my mother sprayed the handset and the dial with Lysol on our telephone, nobody ever got a virus from a telephone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Even when they, and when they changed our exchange in Milwaukee from Custer 36909 to Uptown 16909, Nothing happened, you know. Uh, financial markets did not topple as a result, and the nuclear uh, attacks were not launched, and the prison doors didn't open, and packs of wild dogs did not roam the streets. And if they did, we had duck and cover, so there was really no problem. <laughs> but we still have the nuclear evacuation routes available. That's a good thing. If things really go south today, we can head north uh, to Appleton on Highway 41. <laughs> of course, once you're there, you're in Appleton. That's you know, just. Uh, it's not a panacea, but I mean, there is, you know, at least... I tried to be Y2K compliant. I really did. I made every effort to be, but, you know, it's like, take me, 2000. Do with me what you will, but you know, just don't touch my ATM. <laughs> so instead, I got in a little bit. We've been laying in larder, laying in larder. But it's hard because I don't know what larder is, you know? <laughs> is larder like lard? Can, can a Jew lay in larder? It's harder, I think, if you're, if you're Jewish. I have no idea. You know what larder, anyone know what larder is? Is it like provisions? See, you don't even know either. How can you lay in larder if you don't? You, you people are not prepared, is what I'm saying. So uh, I, I got a few things. I got a big roll of uh, police line do not cross tape. The yellow stuff, very nice. I got a glow-in-the-dark dog collar, just in case, you know, we lose him. And the kids have bandoleros filled with fruit by the foot, so that, that'll be, they'll, they'll survive. And uh, my wife bought a lot of canned goods so that our meal enjoyment would not be interrupted. <laughs> and I got quart jars for saving all my bodily fluids, but I, I may have heard that tip wrong. I, I was listening to public radio, and I thought they said get quart jars and, and store your bodily fluids in it, but I, I was doing things around the house. And I, and I sent for the free brochure, uh, brochure uh, Fleeing Wisconsin. It's very, a very nice brochure. It gives you the scenic routes for evacuation to the city. <laughs> then I sent my computer to January 1st, 2000, just to see what would happen. And I got the Rose Bowl score, 38 to 14, Wisconsin. We won. That's the good news. Stanford. When did Stanford get a football team? I'm so surprised they have a football team. What do they need a football team? They have all the advantages. They need a football team? Yeah. Did you ever see their, their logo? It's an S with a... It looks exactly like a dollar sign. 
got a pine tree in front of it. A pine tree in front of an S. It's a dollar sign. Harvard of the West. Right. Give me a break. 38 to 14, we killed him. Well, the thing to do really is to sit down with the gin of the millennium and uh, the tonic of the millennium and combine them with the lime of the millennium and uh, listen to the official comedy quiz show of the millennium. That's two millenniums running, ladies and gentlemen. I'm speaking of Michael Feldman's. What do you know? I am Michael Feldman. Uh, and in the news, Northwest Airlines said that Y2K would in no way affect their operations. <laughs> They'll have you off the tarmac in under six to eight hours uh, <laughs> and back in the lobby. Jenny Craig announced that despite rumors regarding their, their uh, arrangement with spokeswoman Monica Lewinsky, there is no semen-stained scarf. <laughs> so you can't say semen anymore. For a whole year, everyone was saying semen, and now we can't say it. It's like, you know, Cokie Roberts talking about oral sex to me was the height of last year. <laughs> In my wildest imaginations, I never thought Cokie Roberts would talk to me about oral sex. I, I, you know, and now she doesn't bring it up anymore, and I thought, what? Did she not like the way I reacted? And she, you know, it was... But now we can't talk about it. It's a no-no again. It was, for a while, it was a yes-yes. Uh, Monica will not be at the huge party at the White House going on even as we speak, uh, thrown by the Clintons for a thousand celebrities there at the White House. President Clinton, after a Jeroboam or so of uh, champagne, is expected to reveal his bridge to the 21st century. <laughs> well, we're that close, is what I'm saying. These are working good. These are good, yeah. <laughs> When did they turn against me? Was it before I got here, I think? Oh, well, they decided, however, to cancel the fireworks display off the top of the Washington Monument as being too much of an allusion to the president's earlier problems. <laughs> and finally, here in Madison, Wisconsin, which is where we happen to be, uh, amid concern that, uh, the, that prison doors may indeed fling open at midnight tonight, a spokesman for the governor's Millennium Ball at the Wisconsin State Capitol advises that if a man dressed entirely in orange wants to cut in, let him. <laughs> After all, it could be the governor's brother. <laughs> That's all the news that is, and thank you so much for being here. All right, blow your lousy horns and get it out of your system. Come on, blow the horn. Give me more, give me your best shot. Give me your best shot. Flash your flashlights, blow your horn. Come on, 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 come White wedding, white wedding. What are you used to do? Okay. Can we go on now, people? <laughs> Worst case scenario. Um, the, we, all, we go off the grid at, at midnight. MG&E decides that none of us need power anymore, and they're selling it somewhere else where the price is better for them. Uh, we're in serious trouble. What can we do? How do we survive? A lot of us are, have been you know, leading uh, pretty comfortable lives. Uh, there's one gentleman in the country, I think, who can help us in this regard. I'm talking about Mountain Mel DeWeese, ladies and gentlemen, who's flown in all the way from California, I mean from Colorado, Colorado, to be with us here. Despite his better instincts, Mountain Milk. 
see. How you doing, Mel? You can say that again. Is that a white cookie thing? Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's an engineering problem. There, how's that? I'm not used to these electronics, you know, in the wilderness. No, you don't have electronics in the wilderness. But you were talking about yeah. the, something about yeah. the chicken and yeah. then the yeah, oral, sex, oral sex thing came in. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't related. I don't No, but they, yeah. uh, there was a guy I read in the paper here the other day that they thought he had oral sex with a chicken, but they weren't sure. Yeah. <clears throat> they were and still, the, pun the punchline is. Uh, they were still looking for him, <coughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> It's a sight gag for radio, really. You see, Mountain Mel had these feathers in his hand from the chicken, and when he coughed, the feathers came out of his mouth or appeared to. What else have you got? I, I saved that just for you. I know you did, really. Yeah. The odds of using that joke in, well, you know, anywhere else are pretty slim. Right? I think uh, Madison really knows how to have a party, it looks like. Yeah, don't, don't mention it. Don't mention it. No, no, they'll start the horns again. Yeah. Mel. But are they serious about Y2K? There's only one guy here. I don't even know him, Eric. He's dressed up in an aluminum suit. Yeah, well, I don't know who he is. I don't want to know him, actually. There yeah, he is. Sit down, will you, please? Thank you very much. So, Mel, uh, in survival, now, seriously, now, if people found that tomorrow morning they were without power and the usual amenities, they would have to learn to fend for themselves. Well, if we want to be serious, we're talking survival pattern, food, yeah. fire, water, shelter. Food, fire, These water, shelter. These things you maintain your life with, but... Yeah. You guys have added too much to your pattern. Yeah. What have they added? Well, they've added wild women, fast cars, cold beer, and everything <laughs> else. But we think about food, fire, water, shelter. Food, fire, water, and shelter. And that's to maintain your life with. That's okay. all you need. But what about the seven enemies? Well, the seven enemies, cold, fear, pain, hunger that you come up against, and a lot of the male... That's not seven, though, Mel. No, well, yeah, yeah. You left three well, enemies out. Uh, I left three out. Uh, yeah. Cold, fear, pain, hunger, thirst. Cool. Are you still counting? It's five enemies. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, two, two uh, enemies. Lonely and boredom. Are they two enemies or is yes, that combined? Together. There, there, it's yeah. one enemy, loneliness and boredom. Yeah. That leaves you one enemy. <laughs> You're going to make me get out the book here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, there are seven enemies, trust me. And, uh, and that's, those are your enemies about in, in the survival situation. Yeah, but you don't want to find people have give up itis. That's a terrible disease in America. They give up itis? Give up itis is a terrible disease in. Uh, you have to stick to it in survival. It's not is, easy. Is that the Latin term for it's, it? I mean, is that a yeah. give up itis? You've got to have willpower. You're not Do you get like rashes from that? Because yeah, I've got something yeah. here. I don't know if you could look at this, Mel. But Rash. Yeah. Is that a symptom? Uh, let me no, no, I know you got something in your pouch here. My is possible that a, bag. Did another you, side gag in your pouch. Food. 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 Did you eat that jerky I sent you? No, I didn't. Uh, someone well, else I had some. I brought a bag of Doug, did you eat that jerky? Doug ate it. Doug ate the jerky? Look at it. What kind of jerky is this? You did, Doug? How'd you like it? Can you smell that one? This, it's not skunk jerky, is it? Uh, no, it's roadkill. This is? No, it's actually beef. Okay, well, that's good. Thank you very much, Mel. That one didn't work too good. The first one with the chicken feathers, though, yeah. was a killer. Honestly, at a party, maybe we should go bar hopping after this. Get yeah. the, gather up the feathers. Let's oh. go now, as a matter of fact, because they won't miss us. I got a bag of tricks. Yeah. Um, what do we do? For example, if someone's around the house and has, has common household products, they have to fend for themselves for the first time in their lives, perhaps. How do they do it? Where do they begin? Can they just look through their house and find things they can use? Well, we came up with a, a lecture called uh, Survival Trash. And you send the guys out to the dump, and they got about an hour, and they pick up different things, and what would you use them for? Uh -huh. 
And uh, I, I just happen to have some in the trash can over here. You just, is this your trash can? Yeah, yeah, that's John, mine. John, wheel that over here. Or, why don't you just bring it over here? Yeah. This is an actual trash can. You didn't bring this with you, did you? This one, this wasn't really mine. This was already in there. Okay. Uh, I have food, fire, water, shelter, but I'll work for sex. <laughs> I, I'm sure you've seen these guys on the corner, haven't you? <laughs> You're killing them, Mel. They are really. You can't judge by their reaction because now they're going into you know, depression now. But. You know, it's a Y2K it, problem. The best thing is to be prepared, and then uh, if you're prepared in, uh, with knowledge and equipment, then you don't have to learn primitive skills like I do. Uh, in Colorado, we're still a little primitive. Uh, but if you've got something like a space blanket, like Eric's wearing, no. that's something to start with in your automobile. What, what is a space blanket? Oh, it's uh, sort of a metallic material and it keeps your body heat in. It's no. good for signals. It's red on one side and silver on the other side. Okay. So you got signals and you got warmth and you got some type of shelter. But if you don't have a space blanket, then... And no space blanket, then we're going to survival trash. And this was a roadkill. That's my shelter. Everybody here is wearing shelter right now. Your shelter's on your body. You know how many leaves are in your yard? That's insulation. We'll turn you all into big people. <laughs> Just stuff them clothes. <laughs> and this is a roadkill that you actually hit, or you found it on the road? After yeah, on the road, yeah, and then yeah, we yeah, tanned okay, tan yeah, it up. Yeah. Hey, listen, you should be glad. Originally, he wanted to skin a rabbit using just his teeth. So <laughs> this is it. Be grateful for this. Yes. What's that, Mel? This is my uh, Y2K uh, trash bag. Okay. What's in there? First of all, this keeps your body heat in, and it's orange for a signal. So the, the container itself does have a use. You're going through the trash, and you're walking along the road, and you're out there uh, practicing survival skills for some reason. Inner tube. What's it used for? Come on. Hunting. Which one? Food, fire, water, shelter. Food. Water <laughs> container and fire starter. You can start a fire with an inner tube? By burning yes, rubber. I mean, chunks, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. How about these little rascals growing in your backyard? Yeah. Fire and food. Cattails are the best thing in food value on any survival menu, any time of the year. Uh, not your neighbor's cattails. Did you bring this on the plane with you? Oh, yeah, it was hard getting on the plane. What did they say? I mean, they're because they're yeah. looking for terrorists. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. It wasn't easy. No, and you fit the profile in every other respect. Too. Uh, milkweed. What's milkweed it for? Is good. Food. Food and cordage to make string. Ah. Interesting. And a lot of things are edible. It just depends on where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> this fed about 50 Marines, Michael. Yeah, what was that one time? 150 pound python. A python. It feeds how many Marines? Fifty hungry ones. Okay. Put that down if you're if you're cooking one. Bye bye. And come midnight, being a survival guy, I don't know who this chicken belongs to, but he's on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mel, we're just about out of time here, going through your garbage bag. Well, I, before you leave, I wanted you to show me how to make a fire if you don't have the usual, if you don't have a match. For some reason, Guaranteed. you can't find your matches tomorrow because everything melts down. 
What are we doing here? I'm gonna give you one of these, Michael. It's a magnesium stick. Oh, and it's it's excellent. Okay. Yeah. You can dip that in a beer glass and still start a fire. Oh, you cannot. Visual there once again. Yeah. This, doing is, this is an old, uh, that, that Japanese fellow hid out on the uh, Philippines for 30 years and after World War II, he came up with this. Some powder out of his, uh, this was hard to get on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> you ever carry gunpowder in your skivvies? Is that where it was? I should put it back in your skivvies and start it. That was it. <laughs> You've been in the bush too long. <laughs> All right, now tell people what you're doing here. Explain you've okay, got, we got uh, two pieces of hardwood. Yeah. We, we got yeah. a little gunpowder for our tinder. Well, how do you happen to have gunpowder if you don't have oh, matches? Yeah, but you have gunpowder. by a soldier. A soldier. He went over the fence, ripped a piece of wire off, okay. or a coat hanger. I usually do this with a coat hanger. Okay. You know where I really learned survival wasn't in the military. Oh, where was it? I work in the post office. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is worse than I thought. Escape while you still can. Now, what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Well, this is radio. Okay. Disregard these people because they're disregarding you anyway. I've made a loop, uh, two loops out of the yeah. coat hanger wire, okay. and I'm going to rub it back and forth on these sticks, yeah. and it's about 26 poles. 26 poles. Yeah. Let's see if he does it, and then I'm going to touch it. Touch it to the my tender here. Of, of gunpowder, which is just Yeah, you ready for that? Do you have a fire extinguisher? No. Oh. This is the Orpheum, man. You wanted me to set my hair on fire? No. As you can see, he's doing that. There. He's rubbing, oh, yeah. a, rubbing a wire on the stick. It's starting to smoke, actually. <laughs> there goes the gunpowder. Mountain Mel DeWeese, ladies and gentlemen. Try this at home. Wait till you sober up. Mountain Mel DeWeese. And your website is... Hey, uh, www.youwillsurvive.com. Youwillsurvive.com. Check them out on the web. And this is a bottle of mead for you. It's from Colorado. That's the stuff the Vikings drink at New Year's Eve. And they drink this in Valhalla, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going tonight. Mountain Mel DeWeese, survivalist. And if he can survive this, he can survive anything. And so can you. Thank you very much, Mountain Mel. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That was fairly good. I enjoyed that. Fatigue. I thought, Fatigue. What? That was the seventh. Fatigue. I'm sorry? Fatigue was the Fatigue seventh. Fatigue was the seventh. Okay, we'll get to that one. I think we're going through all of the enemies tonight. <laughs> all of my enemies are here tonight, so it's a wonderful thing. Uh, John, uh, did you find that instructive? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, you, might, you learned something, didn't you? That gag with the feathers was good. You enjoyed that. No, that, that was funny. That was good. That was very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't bad. I learned this too. It's probably much easier to carry a pack of matches with you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> true, but it's not as, you know, <laughs> theoretically in theory, it's not as interesting. And I, I ran my own little Y2K uh, test tonight. And, and what happened? Well, it, it's, it's not, uh, hasn't come to fruition yet. I ordered a pizza to be delivered here at like quarter after 12. So. You know, some guy came with 30 pizzas. Was that you? Oh, it came already? 30. <laughs> 30 oh, of them. Oh, that wasn't me. Somebody ordered 30 no, pizzas. No, I, I can't eat 30 pizzas. Well, it probably was a Y2K thing. <laughs> they got the yeah, numbers wrong. Well, we'll see if they're like another one comes after midnight, then you I'll... You said three, and they got 30 or something. Introduce our bass player, will you? Uh, this is John uh, Massaloris on bass. Hey, John. I love you, guy. 
He's so quiet. <laughs> He's even quieter than uh, Echols, you know, and Echols yeah, doesn't speak. It's, yeah. it's the most amazing thing. Very nice. And, and of course, uh, drums, the funky drummer, Mr. Clyde Stubblefield. Clyde. <laughs> Take it away.
Sportsbuds.com. You're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. That's the What Do You Know trio. They'll be back later in the show. Let's hear it for them. They're good. lovely assistant here, Debbie Builder, will help me as we, uh, this is our time capsule. It's Rubbermaid. It should last another thousand years, is what I'm thinking. Time capsules do not open until 101, 3000. So if you have small objects on your person that you'd like to put in our time capsule, uh, I'm going to bury this in my backyard, I think, because I don't know where else to put it. So just deep enough so the dog can't get to it. So it would have to be about 10 feet in the ground, I would say, basically. And, uh, so I'll go through and see people have things, basically. Anything you want to contribute to the time capsule? Uh, no, thank you. Nothing? Nothing. Can I, you mind if I frisk you and see if I can find something? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, who, who are you, sir? Uh, Larry Rouge. You know, Larry, I couldn't help but notice you weren't blowing your horn like the other people. And I, we'll take. Uh, uh, you're quite welcome. Yes. Have you not been drinking? Is that the problem? Uh, it's been a few hours. Have you settled in and you, you feel more comfortable with yourself? Yes. Have you felt any apprehension about the Y2K? Oh, none whatsoever. No, no, no. You think it's been overhyped? Oh, a bit, yes. yes. So why did you buy a ticket to this? <laughs> Just a fun-loving guy like I a am. fun-loving guy. You're in the wrong place here, obviously, we can tell. But, and, uh, oh, no, 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 no. This, is, this is a good place to be. Yeah. Well, it's but very nice to have you here. What, what do you do in life? Uh, well... Uh, that you're not living now, but... That's <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, television, yes. What, what about television? Well, broadcasting. Broadcasting of television? Yes. Are you on camera? No, I'm not. I'm not. You are behind the camera? Well, beyond the camera, you might say. Beyond the camera? You're an executive. Well, no more in the... Why don't you tell me what the hell you do? <laughs> what is this? Something? Is it top secret? What's the big deal? It's television. Yes, it is. It's, yeah. it's, it uh, deals with uh, public broadcasting, to be exact. Public television? Yeah. A WHA? Yes. Channel 21? Partially, yes. Okay, well, be proud of that. Be proud of that. And the rest of the network, too, the state network. The entire network. Yes, yes, yes. The people who never have me on for any reason. Those people. Well, no, you're on all of the Wisconsin network stations, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, at least some of them. Very nice to meet you. Thank you very much for being here, and thanks for not making a fool of yourself with the horn. But if the rest of you folks want to blow the horn now, here's a little chance as we're transitioning now. Okay, that's good. Never. I'll tell you, it'll be a thousand years before I do another Millennium show. There's no doubt about that. Sir, how are you tonight? Oh, great, great. Is this your first event tonight, or are you... This is the first. Yeah. Where do you first. go from here? <laughs> between this and the governor's ball? <laughs> yes. Ordinarily, would you be at the governor's ball? The, well, no, no. <laughs> I didn't mean that the way it sounded. What I meant is, they're at, it's a dance. They're having a dance. <laughs> Anything to drink? <laughs> have I had? I can get you something if you want. I have, sh I have a bottle in my dressing room. <laughs> this being the orphan, you have to go in the, in the alley and down the street to get to the dressing room. <laughs> and uh, you are? <laughs> Phil Croak. Phil, how are you? Great. Phil, how do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. You are so familiar. Oh, no, really? Would I have run into you uh, while conducting my daily life? No, not likely. No. No. <laughs> Are you salaried? Do you deal in a service? Why does no one... <laughs> you have a couple drinks and suddenly I'm not going to talk to this guy. You know, this is part of the whole format of the show. I talk to people. We have easy, casual banter. You know, you're comfortable with me. I'm comfortable with you. And So what do you do? <laughs> I'm a lawyer. 
sorry. I didn't know you had something to hide. I'm sorry. <laughs> and is this the missus here? Yes. Yes. Is this what you wanted to do tonight? Who, who's, <laughs> whose idea was it? <laughs> My niece. <laughs> you probably would have preferred the governor's ball. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying this very much. Yeah, I really am. Have you tried the governor's ball? No, I never have. I hear it's a very nice affair, actually. Uh, has anyone been to the governor's ball? No one here has gone to the governor's ball? I can't believe it. No one, come on, admit it. Someone here has been to the governor's ball. Oh, I guess a popular topic. Yeah. And then the, are, there, are there more parties tonight for you, or are you just home to bed? Oh, home to bed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't wait, I bet. I can tell, right? <laughs> and, and your name is? Marion. Marion. What do we have for this couple here, this very handsome couple who's been so forthcoming with us. Some yeah. of the finest wines of the 20th century from the Waller I don't think they need any more of the finest door. wines of this. <laughs> yes, enjoy those. Very nice to meet you. Thanks for coming here. Good, good. Have a good time. See you at the Governor's Ball next year, because I'm, I'm going myself. Here, let me get that horn for you, though. You dropped your horn. Look, at you got a horn, you got a free flashlight. Is this a good evening or what? Yes, it is. It's a perfect evening. You didn't have to pay for the flashlight, and the horn is... How are you? Good to see you. Hi. Hi, Johnny. John, yes. You know John. Okay, I'm sorry, John. I won't talk to you, John, because it'll get involved in talking about you. Don't want to do it. Don't want to go there. No, really. Okay, very good. Uh, and look at this gentleman here. Could you stand up just for a second, sir? Can I just stand up? Is this man New Year's Eve or what? Look at this. <laughs> to me, this gentleman is Mr. New Year's Eve. You look good. You got the, in your jacket here, you got the horn of plenty, and you're wearing the, the hat and everything else. Is yes. this a typical New Year's Eve for you, or what do you usually do? Um... Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? Do you realize there's 1,500 people in this audience, and I chose you? <laughs> you could have done better. A man who does not, does not know what he did. Do you remember what you did last New Year's Eve, for example? No. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> you made a complete fool of yourself. That's what you did. And it's happening again. You know, you know, is there usually a parties? There, you go to several parties. Have you been to one before this the show? Yes. Oh yes, yeah. a lovely party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember? I the... went with Paul Boyer. With Paul. Okay. Yeah. Paul was going to be on the show later. Good luck to you, Paul. That's the way <laughs> things are going. A very learned professor. Yeah, are you a professor right. as well, or? No. No. I don't work. You I'm don't unemployable. Work. You're unemployable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you ever, if you did choose to work, what field do you think it would be in? Oh, it wouldn't be in your field. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I couldn't agree with you more, really. Honest to God, we should talk. And your name is? Bob Sutton. Bob, uh, any uh, question you have for me? Anything I can answer for you? No, how did you get into your work? Uh, uh, I'm a failed teacher, basically. I yes. <laughs> Teaching leads to some very strange things. Yeah, Once sure it does. drives you out, it could drive you into anything, basically. Yeah. Yes, very nice to have you here. Very nice to be yeah. here. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for being here. Isn't he a wonderful gentleman? Have a seat there. Mr. New Year's Eve has joined us here tonight. Oh, do you have anything for the time capsule? What's that? Anything for the time capsule? No, I don't think. So far, we have nothing for this. Someone here has brought something for the time capsule. What, what did you bring? Brought a corkscrew. Corkscrew. Yes, in the year 3000, they'll wonder why we had something like this, because all these screw tops by 3000, I predict. Remote but control. A, rem a, remote control. a remote control. Very nice. Someone donated a remote control. We've got two items so far. Who else has got something here for the... Crinkled embroidered handkerchief. What is it? Crinkled embroidered handkerchief. A crinkled embroidered in 3,000 years, because they won't have noses. They'll have no idea. <laughs> they will have no, actually, external organs of any sort. 
uh, much like uh, my weekend. Uh, and we, yes? They still have teeth in the year 3000. They can use that to clean them. It's for cleaning your teeth and you know, dental floss and everything. It's a little cheese slicer for your teeth. Isn't that cute? To put that in there, that should make, that'll perplex them. And that turns up in the, when they excavate our level in the years to come. This gentleman here, did you bring something for the time capsule? Yes, what do you have, sir? Guitar pick. What is it? Guitar pick? A guitar pick. Okay, just put that down there. We'll throw that in there. This will, uh, anything that you have here, simply pass to the lovely Debbie Builder. And bookmark. Yeah, bookmark. How much friendlier with two? Band-Aid. Okay, very good. You know, while we're collecting things for the time capsule, we're going to actually play around with the What Do You Know quiz because I know a lot of you came here with this in mind. So here's a chance for those of you who've never played the quiz or wondered really what that education has done for you to raise your hands and let's see some enthusiasm here on the main floor. We'll get to the balcony. We will get to the balcony. Let's see who wants to play the millennial. This is the last What Do You Know quiz of the second millennium, ladies and gentlemen. So let's see those hands up in the air. If you're too drunk, please don't raise your hand. If, you're, if you had one drink, it's okay. What about, if you came all the way from New Jersey, right? Come, come on up here. Come on here and join. What, what is your name? Anu. Anu, and you're from? New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey. Princeton, New Jersey, the only good part of New Jersey, I'm told. Uh, Anu, give me one good reason why you should play this quiz. Because I've been waiting for this all my life. Been waiting for this all her life, ladies and gentlemen. You hear that? Anu, walk this way. Follow me. You have to climb this giant stage here, and it's kind of a problem. Anu, after you. All the way from Princeton, New Jersey, and find out what she does out there. This is the band here, don't be afraid. Just uh, come, come and join me if you would, Anu. Anu! Very nice to have you here. Can I get you to slide in there a little bit because Mountain Mel did something to our mic there with that gunpowder that was in his skivvies. Oh, I knew. Very nice to have you here. Thank you. And, and, and what do you do in Princeton? Um, I do policy research. Policy research. So what would that entail exactly? Um, what policies do you research? Um, U.S. government policies, programs, welfare programs. Oh. So we have policies, you're saying? <laughs> or is that what you're looking for? You're seeing if we're trying to find some good ones there. Trying to see if we actually have mm -hmm. policies. Mm -hmm. Do you do this for a living? A living, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, that's very good. You know how this quiz works, I know. This yes, is, this should be very sure. right up your alley, I would think, because there's policy involved here. Uh, <laughs> Jim, how, how do they play the quiz? Uh, uh, they would call special morning. Qualifying question. Yeah. We have several numbers uh, tonight. Uh, area 608 262 7756 or 608 262 Wait a minute, Jim. I can't keep up. 262 7887. 7887. I got that one. Okay, and then 7887 or 7787? Yeah. 7887. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic. Yeah. So That's a dyslexic number. Yes. 7897. 608-262 or Bob Pixie. <laughs> Jim, you've been no help whatsoever here, but call any of those numbers there, 262-7756. 56 is local area code 608. And, uh, oh, someone got through. I'm astounded. 
Let's go to the phones right now. Karen's on the line all the way from uh, Kenosha. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm pretty good. I can't hear you, but I'm, I'm fine. And, and what do you do in Kenosha, Karen? Um, I manage uh, an office in the daytime and tutor math at night. And you tutor math at night? Yeah. Do you have any free time? Uh, no. Well, too bad. We could meet for a drink. Otherwise, it really is. <laughs> well. You're, you're overcommitted, I can tell. Yeah, well, that happens. Karen, here's the question. Uh, speaking of Y2K, what do Aretha Franklin, Tom Jones, Chuck Berry, Enrique Iglesias, Jewel, and Michael Jackson have in common? <laughs> All involving this Y2K millennium thing. The millennium thing more than Y2K. Any idea what those performers have in common? Not a clue. Want to take a wild stab at it? Uh, they all turned 35 this year. <laughs> uh, Enrique, I think, is probably younger than that, and everyone else, I think, is older. Tom Jones is clearly not 35, but Karen, thanks for trying. Okay. And hello to Kenosha. And uh, let's go to uh, Tom uh, from uh, Waltham, uh, Massachusetts, online. Well, Tom, are you there? I am, Michael. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fine, Tom. You're home tonight for, for the millennium? You're not going out? No, no, just, uh, just at home watching the ball drop in New York. Watching the ball drop in New York. And that, uh, did you have plans and they fell through or what? <laughs> uh, no, we decided just to uh, stay in and play it safe. You never know what was going to happen with the Y2K, so. Yeah. Absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> is this pretty much a typical New Year's Eve for you or is this special? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, pre it's pretty quiet. Uh -huh. Do you ever do anything at all on, on the weekends or even during the week? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but uh, it's my New Year's have been very quiet the last few years, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tom, uh, what do Aretha Franklin, Tom Jones, Chuck Berry, Jewel, and Michael Jackson have in common? Uh, they're all born on January 1st. No, I'm afraid not. Uh, that was a good answer anyway. No, it wasn't, Tom. No. But, but it was pleasant talking with you, I'll say well, thank that. Thank you, Mike. You're not blowing a horn and shining a light in my eyes. And uh, Mayville, Wisconsin here. We've got the Jennifer online. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Do you know the Griepentrogs from Mayville? I know the name, but I don't know a lot of people. I oh. didn't grow up here. I've only lived here for the last three years. Oh, yeah. Well, Griepentrog is a name you remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Aretha Franklin, Chuck Berry, these people, what do they have in common? Obviously, they all do concerts. There's something to do perhaps with concerts. They would have been holding on the millennium <laughs> had they not fallen through. Uh, I have no idea. I really don't. <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, you know, uh, perhaps they're all giving concerts in Millennium and they charge such uh, extortionist prices for them, much more than $20 for main seat and 15 in the balcony, and, they, and it fell through. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, haven't, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. So. Oh. Well, thanks for trying anyway, Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> She seemed very nice, though, uh, otherwise. Uh, Merlin's on the line for Marion. Merlin, what's the answer? Uh, they were all canceled. Yes, that's right. How did you know that, Merlin? So I don't know. Out of the clear blue. Yes. Uh, Merlin, what do you do out there in Marion, Illinois? I uh, work for a school district. Which, can you tell us which one? Uh, Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro, okay. And what do you do for them? Uh, I take care of their energy management system. Energy management. Any problems with Y2K down there? Uh, I don't think so. It's not midnight yet, so I don't yeah. know. And it's not your problem. You're not on duty anyway, right? Well, I, actually, I'm on call. You're on call, just in case something happens. Merlin, this is Anu. 
Hi, Merlin. Hello. She's looking for public policy, in case there is any. And uh, the two of you cooperate. You know how this works, Merlin? Yeah, I think so. Okay, work together. Merlin, you pick the first category. What do we have, Jim? We have current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science or current events. What was that? Current events. Current events right out of the news. Let's see if it is. Yes. All right. Does the Union of Orthodox Jewish Congregations view secular drunkenness and mixed dancing as an appropriate way to spend Shabbos just this once? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd have to say no. What do you think, Marlene? Well, it, it sounds like no. No is right. Yes, no is right. <laughs> cool. That's because it's only 5760. If it was 6,000, they probably would go for it. <laughs> one right, no wrong. Okay, very good. You guys are on the, the right foot here. Put that in the wrong category there. Anu, pick one of these. People, places, school, science, odds and ends. How about school? School, okay. All right. How many Methuselahs in a Balthazar? <laughs> Should have learned this in school. Oh. These are champagne uh, measurements. What's the audience say? The audience is totally opposite. <laughs> they, 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 drank, they drank too much too soon. Is this something you learned in school? I, I, I didn't learn it. Mm. I wasn't paying attention. I'll give you a, a two, four, or six. How many Methuselahs in a Balthazar? Measures of champagne. These are they going to go for four. Um, four sounds fine to me. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. That's two. I thought okay. I knew that. Two Methuselahs. Two. Okay. Two. You wish you could get more, four <laughs> Methuselahs out of a Balthazar, but you couldn't because it's okay. A, we're talking eight bottles and uh, sixteen uh, bottles here, basically. Jim, that would be one right and one wrong. Okay, don't worry oh, about well. it. You're, you're still very much in the game. Uh, Merlin, back to you for one of these. People, places, science, or odds and ends. Odds and ends. Odds and okay. ends. Let's check it out. All right. According to the readers of Erotic Review, <laughs> if there's anything to be read in Erotic Review, I don't know. Well, who is the fourth most erotic personality of the past thousand years? Is it Casper Weinberger, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, or Susan B. Anthony? <laughs> hmm. Talk it over now. You're in public policy, so I know. Oh, okay. I'd go with Susan. Um... Not who do you find most attractive, Merlin? Who the oh, okay. The readers of Erotic Review find most attractive. What do you think? Our fourth most attractive. Uh, can you read the names again? Yes, Casper Weinberger, Margaret Thatcher, Susan B. Anthony. I mean, so Margaret Thatcher. Sounds like you? we're going for Thatcher here, Merlin. Huh? Margaret Thatcher sounds like what the audience likes. What okay, let's know, go with Margaret. But they don't know much. Margaret Thatcher is right. <laughs> the they audience don't is right. <laughs> Jim, that would be... Two right and one wrong. Oh, you're doing fabulously well here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what remains there, Jim? People, places, or science. Okay. How about places? Okay, places it is. All right. What percentage of Canadians will be keeping a close watch on their financial records during Y2K? <laughs> keeping a close watch on their financial records during the Y2K transition. Is it 90%, 83%, or 78% of all Canadians? Oh, boy. Um... 3%? What are the numbers again? 90, 90, 83, or 78% of all Canadians keeping a close watch on their well, financial how about records. 78. Okay, I go with 78. 78 is right. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you won. Oh. 
Jim, what have they won? Anu will go boldly into the new millennium, possessing the epitome of taste from the past millennium with a pair of plastic pink flamingos from Don <laughs> Featherstone of Union Products, while Merlin will be the most fashionable survivalist in the woods, dressing up in Mountain Mel DeWeese's designer survival wear. Both the wilderness survival skills hat and the t-shirt make bold fashion statements, Mountain Mel designer survival wear, because if you're not surviving, you're not living. And each of you can admire the female figure of a couple of millennia ago with a Venus of Villendorf keychain from On the Wall Productions and finish it off with some classic What Do You Know comedy on the CD, Why Not the Best of Michael Feldman's What Do You Know on Newport Classics Limited. Congratulations to you. Great. Thanks, Jim. Thank, Thank you. you. Very nice to meet you. Can you find your way back down again? I can go back with you. Oh, Debbie. to help you. Our flashlights provided by Burby, whether the new millennium brings a calamity of biblical proportions or just another day at the office, Burby will continue to engineer, build, and host full-featured e-commerce internet sites for medium and large-sized companies worldwide. Web wizardry from Burby, putting the E in business. What do you know travels to Richmond, Kentucky for a live broadcast on Saturday, January 29th, 2000. Tickets are available at 1-800-621-8890. And we invite you to log on for a live Not Much Chat with Not Much Chatter Michael Feldman on Tuesday, January January 18th, year 2000, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time. Point your browser to notmuch.com for details. Thanks, Jim. You know, we're loading up here with uh, Combo.com. They're going to join us here just a second on stage. We've got the chicken has settled down considerably. Uh, I think we need to feed her more because she's at, not actually making deposits on the prediction. She's talking to you. Good. That's Edna, or uh, Nostra Cluckus, as we call her. And we do, in case things really go down uh, on the grid at midnight, as we suspect they might, we do have a generator here. Uh, it's the Honda 1100, 11,000, excuse me, 11,000. And uh, I'm going to crank it just to make sure it works here. I'm going to crank it again here. just to, you have to choke it. Yeah, choke it. I'm going to choke you if this doesn't work. Okay, okay. Right now. Here we go. Okay, we got it. And it powers the applause sign. So that in the event of a complete blackout, we will have applause. Okay. Cool. All right. Just want to know that worked. It's good to know. Have you heard uh, these guys from Springfield, Missouri? They got, you ever been to Springfield, Missouri? <laughs> Next time you're going to Branson, don't. Go to Springfield, Missouri. You'll find these guys down there. They, they have various names over the years. You know, they were the Morels at one time. They were the skeletons at another time. They keep transforming themselves. And most recently, they are, ladies and gentlemen, from Springfield, Missouri, Combo.com.
Thank you. We got Dee Clinton Thompson here on guitar and vocals, and Lou Whitney out front here on uh, bass and uh, vocals as well. And Lou, how are you doing? Very good, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for trucking up, or you guys wouldn't fly. I understand. Yes, yes, yes. Are you afraid of flying, or what? Uh, well, that's, I'd like to let you think that, yeah. but actually, we wanted to bring our wives and girlfriends, so a fan made more sense. And since you were paying, yeah, you know. yeah, since I wouldn't pay for the tickets yeah, for everybody, right. so we got the van. More like it. How close are we, Jim, to actually uh, the, uh, the got about a minute PC and a half. dropping here? Got about uh, two minutes now. Two minutes. It's pretty exciting. We are going to... You guys are here for a very important moment. We might need some music just to cover this event here as it occurs. We are dropping this uh, PC. Instead of the uh, Waterford Crystal, we have an actual fully loaded PC, ladies and gentlemen, with all kinds of expensive software in that we are going to drop here. And, but we've got to move the chicken first because this is going to be a horrible fatality. Because the chicken is right under the PC. So if we could get the chicken wrangler up here for just a second, because uh, Edna's been doing a great job here, but she looks worried at this point. Yeah. She looks very much like that French chicken in Pathé. Remember the newsreel yes, thing? Very much like the Pathé news chicken. Uh, is the chicken wrangler around? Yes, chicken wrangler. Please comes. hurry, because we're coming right up here. Uh, it's 5803 uh, I have here, Jim. What That's do you right. Got? That's right. So we're under yeah. two minutes. Okay, we're going to drop this uh, PC that will signify... Exactly 12 midnight, the beginning of not of a new millennium, actually technically, but of the year 2000, when all systems may in fact shut down. So can we have a little, maybe just dramatic music or whatever you guys can come up here for this eventuality? Jim, will you want to count us down a little bit here right. as we get closer to it? We're now to a minute 30. Minute 30. Okay. And that's going to drop at least, what, 13 feet? Yeah. Is that going to drop on you, Buzz? Yeah. Would you want to stand back, perhaps? Does it light up? I thought it lit up or something. Oh, it is lighted up. Get ready, this is it. When this PC hits the floor, see? That's the premise. That means it's 2000. And if the computers crash, this computer will crash as well. What's the time, Jim? Count us down. We're down to 52 seconds. He's counting down. Jim is counting down. 40 seconds. Here comes the PC. Beginning of another millennium, ladies and gentlemen. Our third. 30 seconds. It's up at a staggering height, Jim. 20 seconds. Count it down, Jim. Second by second. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It crashed!
Cola Adidato. Support for What Do You Know comes from Public Radio International affiliate stations and the Public Radio International Program Fund. Guests of Michael Feldman's Why Do You Know stay at the Comfort Inn of Madison, winner of the Choice Hotel's Gold Award. The Comfort offers Whirlpool Suites, the indoor pool, and easy access to shopping and restaurants. For information at 608-244-6265. Now, the man who's gone back to 1900 where he's his own grandpa, Michael Feldman. God, we saved the chicken. That's all I can say. That would have been just a, a local host slays chicken and joke, you know, gag moment for visual humor. The chicken is fine. Don't worry about a thing. The, the PC is crashed. Could someone run out in the street and see if there's packs of wild dogs? <laughs> Actually, with, with you guys in here, who needs packs of wild dogs? As I think about it. We have enough trouble. So, uh, so far, it's, everything seems we're still on the grid we're here. still on the grid. Uh, if we ever were in the first place. Yep. I don't know, judging by what's gone so far. And uh, Lou, Donnie, how are you guys? Great. That's the shortest hair I've ever seen you have. Thank you. Yeah. Did, what was, was there a reason for that? Did you have an epiphany or something? It was time. Time? Cut your hair? It was time. Well, time should pay for it, I think, really. We lost our Vitalis sponsorship. Oh, you did, yeah. So how are things going? I understand they're having a big thing down in Branson and they're having trouble selling tickets. They were having the same uh, cancellation problems that uh, some yeah. of those larger stars you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Because naturally, when you think of uh, the, the year 2000, you think of Branson. <laughs> you think of one of those bus tours for $750 and I going down there. I think the fact that Branson was mentioned within two minutes of the millennium on your show is a pretty big <laughs> It is. It's kind of scary when you think the way things fit together like that. But, you know, we, we thought earlier that not a single gestation period, not a single locust plague, not a single tide will be affected by Y2K. Oh, I was wondering how you're going to finish that <laughs> sentence. You know, really. yeah. It sounded I, important, didn't it? No, no, it really, it sounded really good when you started out there. And a gestation period is especially shows that you're a learned individual to it's say the that. the former teacher thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just really cool. 
Uh, what's this number going to be here, uh, Lou? I think we should do one for the ladies. Yeah. One for the ladies. Donnie would like to do a song for the ladies. Okay, I bet they he know would. Who they are. All right. Combo.com. I got a hot rod, baby. You wanna go for a ride? Got a hot rod, baby. You wanna go for a ride? Got a real cool body, baby. Wanna get inside? Well, it's cherry red, show is fine. Straight in, baby, every inch of its mind. Better be hard top, baby. I ain't lying. When it's hot, it sends chills up your spine. I got a hot rod, baby. You gotta go for a ride. Got a hot rod, baby. You wanna go for a ride? Got a real cool body, baby, don't wanna get inside Well, starts up easy, don't have to pull the choke Get my motor running, never miss a stroke What you waiting for, baby, I ain't fooling If you wanna come with me, well, then let's get to it I got a hot rod, baby, you wanna go for a ride Got a hot rod, baby, you wanna go for a ride Got a real cool body, baby, don't wanna get inside Second, step on the gas. Step up the third, it's all I got. Push it back, blow fast, off like shot. I got a hot rod, baby. You wanna go for a ride? Got a hot rod, baby. You wanna go for a ride? Got a real cool body, baby. Wanna get inside? Yeah! Gonna step up, baby, top, putting up a fight Two in a jaw ride, yeah, I'll drive you home right Cause I can drive all day, I can drive all night When you ride my rod, you better hold on tight Hot rod, baby, gonna go for a ride I got a hot rod, baby, you wanna go for a ride Got a real cool body, baby, wanna get inside Yeah! I got a hot rod, baby. You wanna go for a ride? Got a hot rod, baby. You wanna go for a ride? Got a real cool body, baby. Wanna get inside? D. Clinton, Lou, and Christy McInnes on the drums, ladies and gentlemen. Combo.com. Let's hear it for them all the way from Springfield, Missouri. I love these guys and gals. Here, take the bottle. Take the bottle. Take the bottle back to the dressing room. They are a great bunch. And, uh, you know, there is a, uh, uh, another side to this whole thing. Uh, uh, philosophical side to the, the uh, coming of a new millennium and the, the, the things that it engenders in people. What am I talking about? I have no idea. I'm talking about gestation periods and uh, whatever the hell he said there. 
This is not too bad. What is this stuff? Anyhow, this, is, this is mead, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's to you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for coming here tonight. Sorry we're ending the show early, but I've got a few things to do. I really thought we'd be off by now, and I wouldn't have to do the second hour. I'm a little disappointed, but we're going to go on anyway. We've got a gentleman here who has written a book on these kinds of things. Uh, it's called uh, When Time Shall Be No More. A prophecy and belief in modern American culture. He's a very smart guy. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome, please, Paul Boyer from the University of Wisconsin. He's in humanities. Which covers a host of sins, I might add. This is a hard act to follow here. Sure is. Mountain Mel. Any, sure is. You're not going to blow feathers out of your hand? No, sorry. I didn't bring any props. I should have. You didn't, yeah. No. Now, technically, you are, what is it they're called, humanities? Uh, at the Institute for Research in the Humanities at, here at the University. Institute for Research in the Humanities. What does that mean? Well, we have scholars in all the humanities fields, literature, history, complete, uh, who come and do research in their they fields. Do. Mm -hmm. And are they looking for a certain conclusion, or are they, you know, what is the point of it? Well, are tax dollars involved in this, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, uh, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, the goal is to really uh, sort of, um, I think, deepen the experience of life, perhaps, rather than a single answer. But uh, it's a tough question to answer. In a well, short can we throw money at that, though, Paul, is what I'm saying. <laughs> can you really throw money at the meaning of life? Uh, well, yes, you can try. Yeah, and, that, and that's called humanities when you do that. That's one okay. way to, that's right. one way to uh, put okay. it. Okay, I just want to understand it, I guess, yeah. basically. This uh, Y2K thing, does this fall right. into the whole area that you've studied about these kind of ap apocalyptic occurrences or well yeah it really does when I started research on this topic about 10 years ago I didn't realize that I was going to sort of finish you know when the new millennium dawned but yeah. yeah there's been a tremendous upsurge of interest I once think, that in grant money starts coming and you'll stretch those things out forever <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but, like did this happen in the year 1000 too I mean when they went 999 to uh, well yeah the y1k problem in, of course most people in 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 Europe I think in the year 1000 probably didn't have calendars on their walls they measured time by the reign of the local duke or by the seasons but uh, in Paris, in Rome, uh, in monasteries where the learned uh, were, were congregated, there was certainly awareness that, uh, that something big was coming up. And uh, uh, evidently in Rome, uh, the predecessor of the Vatican uh, was crowded that night, and uh, there was a tremendous sense of relief when uh, midnight came and went, and uh, the world was still here. So and nothing happened. There was a lot of attention to it in, in Europe. But by and large, the average guy on the street or gal on the street, circa 1,000, had no idea that they'd changed millenniums. Right. I mean, most uh, most uh, Europeans were were peasants, and uh, simply and and after all, the the, the uh, system of measuring time uh, by the uh, A.D. B.C. system that we're familiar with today uh, had only been around for a couple of hundred years. Uh, before yeah. that, the Romans measured time from the founding of the city of Rome, mm -hmm. and that uh, persisted into the. That was in, Romulus and Remus, or well, Uncle Remus. And, yeah, I think. And, and, <laughs> you're I have a spotty the, education. Yeah, I, I went to the UW. Yeah, you you're, you're getting <laughs> you're getting into the feel of what the humanities are all about yeah, here. Yeah, I think so. Making just, connections. Yeah. Just, yeah. just keep talking. It's called humanities. <laughs> I think. So. Um, and and actually, wasn't Christ born in 4 BC? Yeah, the um, the Roman monk, uh, a sixth-century Roman monk, uh, Dionysus Exiguus, it simply means Dennis the Short, uh, who <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> came up with the uh, AD dating system yeah. uh, and uh, the year of our Lord, uh, got the date wrong. And mm -hmm. uh, so far as we can estimate, uh, or people who study these things, uh, uh, it looks as though the 2000th anniversary of the birth of Christ probably uh, came around 1996, and nobody really paid much attention. And there were... <laughs> There's no celebrations to speak of. I remember '96. Uh, yeah, it was not nothing a. Stands out. No, I mean we, you know, there weren't big gatherings like this. Except '96 looked like '69 upside down. Uh, that, that was kind of cool. That was probably part of the problem. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe for you, I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. Well. well yeah. <laughs> but all right. So this whole thing is, is arbitrary in the first place. So it, why do what what's in people's psyche that almost wants there to be an apocalypse or some you know some huge event to occur? Well, I think we all, we all want meaning in our lives. We want history to have meaning, and uh, the kind of history that we study in school and that we read in textbooks tends not to have some great goal, some, some end point. It, uh, you know, it's interesting, things happen. But so people just want it over with, is what they're saying, because they're tired of studying history. They want to end there's something history. to that. Yeah. yeah, there's something to that, yeah. But I think the I think the idea of, of, of history moving toward uh, an endpoint, toward toward a, some culmination, uh, has a very deep appeal. And uh, prophecy believers, uh, apocalyptic uh, popularizers, and so on, uh, have capitalized on that. And yeah, forever, some of them are doing very well, uh, selling millions of copies of their books. Actually. Yeah. A little jealous there, perhaps? How many you don't think? Well, uh, I'm sure you've no, sold no. quite a few to your students. No, no, they're, I'm happy for them. Yeah, your students have to buy your books, right? And that's 30 <laughs> at a crack right there. Right? Well, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> so 30 times how many years have been teaching? Uh, to, I, to, to 30s, probably have, what, four, four classes? You I, probably don't I teach do anymore. contribute. Whatever, whenever I assign a book of my own, I contribute the royalties to the History Department Graduate Fund. You do? Yeah. Well, you must be paid pretty well to be able to do that. That's what I'm saying. Apparently, money means nothing to you. Be able to donate your royalties to the, to the department. That's a pretty amazing thing. It still seems, it strikes me as, as strange. It's like uh, people want the end to come at some point. It's, uh, remember, we used to go through the nuclear thing so strongly a few years ago. It's sort of off the main page now about the nuclear Armageddon. And it always seems to be something looming. Yeah, if, if, if it's not uh, a religious apocalypse, they're, they're sort of secular um, surrogates, uh, I think, uh, whether it's nuclear war or today frequently environmental hazards are, are sort of woven into scenarios of, of ultimate catastrophe. And, yeah. and actually, when you read the book of Revelation, there, there are predictions there of uh, ecological uh, events that are pretty frightening. Yeah. The sun and the moon being darkened, the rivers and waters of the earth becoming as the blood of dead men, mm -hmm. uh, horrible swords breaking out on people's bodies. And mm -hmm. uh, these are related to, uh, you know, the ozone to, to layer. The healthcare problem, I think, mostly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're... The UW healthcare problem, I might add. <laughs> Yeah, so there's, there's something... So it's a long tradition of relating current events to, to the prophecies, and the prophecies are rather symbolic and allegorical, so it's very easy to discern, you know, European Union or, or uh, multinational corporations or mm -hmm. uh, some world leader, maybe the Antichrist. This yeah. is a, a very well-established tradition. Which is all well and good, but why do the Jews always have to get it in the end? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, can't... 
the Lutherans take it this time or something, you know? <laughs> no offense, I mean, all of my friends are Lutherans of one sort or another, practically. But, uh, you know, it always, like, they spin the wheel, it always comes up Jew, you know? <laughs> spin the wheel, Jew, oh, I know, let's get the Jews. Spin the wheel, Jew, oh, Jew again, amazing. <laughs> The wheel is loaded. Something is loaded about I me. Mean, it's right. I mean, like the second thing uh, is supposed to be the Jews get it once again, right? Russia invades Israel, and well, there have been uh, there have been other candidates for the Antichrist. There, there's some who believe that Bill Gates's name can be made to add up to six 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 if you <laughs> use the right system. Yeah. And didn't Ronald Reagan live in 666 at one point? Yeah, well, one? when he, he and Nancy uh, retired, his friends in California gave them a, a mansion in Beverly Hills, and it happened that the address was 666, uh, and, uh, and uh, President Reagan insisted that the number be changed because he himself was a prophecy believer and yeah. uh, did not want to live at 666, yeah. whatever it was, drive. Yeah. And some people actually in the Reagan era pointed out that each of Ronald Wilson Reagan's three names has six letters, which was pretty interesting. Well, that convinces me. Yeah. And then there's the whole barcode thing. That all adds up to Oh, yeah. Six, yeah, six, six. There, there are entire books that have been, have been published showing how the consumer product barcodes are based on a base six system. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, I, I can't figure the, out these books exactly, but mm -hmm. they're very interesting to look yeah. at. Yeah, so how much of this stuff do you personally believe in? <laughs> I've, I've read enough of these books, hundreds of them in fact, uh, to begin to see kind of patterns that recur over the centuries. And once you see the pattern and the formula, you tend not to take any particular prophecy too seriously. But I do take seriously the fact that many people do take them seriously. So in that sense, I, I think it's something to pay attention to. So let to. me get this saved. Is, uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah, have some water if you want. It's, it's not blood red or anything. It's pretty clear at this point. All right, so you don't believe any of this crap is what you're saying. <laughs> I didn't. Those were your words, not mine. Yeah. Okay, you're not taking a position on this crap is what you're saying. No, I mean... Frequently people, I, you know, if I lecture, people say, well, what do you believe? Yeah. And, and I sort of retreat into kind of a, well, I take it very seriously because these beliefs are very widespread in our culture, and I think we need to pay attention to them, but I try to avoid the question of uh, my own personal belief because, yeah. uh, you know, frequently people who come to lectures are believers themselves, and I don't think, uh, you know, I don't want to make fun of them. No, no. So, so what, are you Lutheran yourself? I'm sorry? <laughs> Lutheran? Lutheran or no, no, I'm not. I'm not congregationalist. I, I, I actually, I actually don't belong to any church. No organized church. No, no, no. organized, no organized ah, church. So you're a Methodist. <laughs> that's 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 a variant of the old Will Rogers joke. I don't belong to an organized political party. I'm, I'm a, a Democrat. Democrat right? Yeah, no, no, it's, it's true today as it always was. I yeah, think. yeah. Or she said everything that ever should have been said. Him and Shakespeare. Shakespeare yeah. was good. And then yeah, Will Rogers pretty much. tidied up the things that Shakespeare pretty didn't get much. To. Yeah. Never met a man he didn't like. And, yeah, like that. and that's got to be a lie, though. I mean, that, well, yeah, I mean, I, that I, I, had to be sarcastic. Just, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I could introduce him a few guys I know. Yeah, I mean, would, yeah. Say, all right, yeah. like him. If you he know. had disliked yeah. Wiley Post on site, he would have. He'd be alive today. Lived a lot longer. No, probably not. But yeah, he would have yeah. lived a lot longer. Yeah. Okay, so good. And then, uh, re do you do research in this area? I mean, like actually field research? Do you go to Armageddon and you dig or something? <laughs> or, but, I have been to Armageddon, yeah. and uh, uh, but I didn't do any uh, archaeological work there. No, no do you I mainly, 
I mainly, I mainly read popularizations of paperback books in which... At taxpayer uh, expense, I should uh, have you read. <laughs> you keep coming back to that point. <laughs> right. Not to put too fine a point on it, but, you know, pop, yeah. sitting around reading popularizations. Yes, that, I suppose, you know, yeah. one... Yeah. And your students, well, how do, they, how do they react to all this? You know, some of them are obviously believing some of these things. Uh, yeah, there, there's a, they're actually... What usually happens is a student after a lecture will say, you know, my grandmother believed this, or my aunt believes this, or, but it's very rare for a student to say, I myself am a believer, and I don't know if they're a little bit intimidated, you know, that they think I might uh, mm -hmm. make fun of them or something, but, but they make clear that uh, these beliefs are something they're familiar with. Yeah. It's interesting. When's our next big... Uh Apocalypse going to occur now. If, if, assuming we get through this Y2K thing, is there some natural date or period we should be right? Well, looking at the, one thing I've learned is the incredible ingenuity of these writers in terms of uh, finding current, fitting current events into a, some kind of scenario. But most of them avoid pinning their uh, system on any specific date because mm -hmm. that's a very risky thing to do. Yeah. So, the usual pattern is to say the end is near, the signs are all in place, it could occur at any moment, but we don't know when. Yeah. And, and of course, that's a, that's a non-falsifiable assertion. There's no way to prove that mm. some event in the future is a not going to happen. Non-falsifiable assertion. Not, yeah. This is going to be on the exam, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, right. This will be on this the final. This will be on Non-falsifiable. Get that. I'll abbreviate it. F-A-L-S. I'm just abbreviating it. Gestation period, I see that. Yeah, gestation period. Yeah. All right, so when that occurs, though, we'll have you back to discuss it. Right. Oh, okay. the chicken is escaping again. The chicken has escaped. This is the beginning of the end. I'm telling you something. The seventh seal has been opened, and the chicken is pecking at it, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Boyer from the University of Wisconsin. He's in Humanities. Thank you, Paul, for coming here and joining us under difficult circumstances for an intellectual. But thank you. Get the chicken wrangler. The chicken keeps trying to escape. And, uh, you know, uh, Lyle had chickens when he was a boy. Lyle Anderson, our, our, chickens? our phone guy. Yeah, yeah he, he raised chickens? He had exotic chickens. Exotic chickens? Yeah, they did little dances and things. They did, <laughs> did he little, dance with them? Little table dances and stuff like that. <laughs> but he's, he's out in the truck there, so they had to park out in the alley here to mix the show. So Are there more chickens out there? Lyle's out there with the exotic chickens in the truck. Yeah. Well, Edna's fairly exotic looking. Is the chicken going to do anything? The chicken has been, uh, uh, we have all our predictions for the future underneath the chicken. Oh. And eventually we are going to uh, cook and fry the chicken. We're going to eat the chicken. And <laughs> eat the chicken while reading what the, what the results are of its, uh, of its choices. Okay. 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 And while we're thinking about all of that, uh, what's this number going to be, John? This is, called, this is one of my tunes called The Lost Ones. John Tooling and the What Do You Know Trio. <laughs>
At notmike.com, you. you're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. Someone, uh, thank you guys. That's the What Do You Know trio. They'll be back later in the show. And uh, someone contributed the What Do You Know lighter. Did we have lighters? As no, no, I don't remember. I think that is, oh. they stole our logo there. And uh, this is all for the time capsule we're going to bury in my backyard. Bagel. Bagel. That'll be fresh. In, a, in Rubbermaid, it'll be fresh in a thousand years. That's the beauty of it. What else we got in it? A small Etch-a-Sketch. Etch-a-Sketch. Altoids. Altoids. A $2 bill. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know what they're Snot a <laughs> Rock and barf musical instrument. Yeah, they'll wonder about that. Lip balm, always Lip good balm. to have. Yeah, we got some fish ties here, it looks like. Various types of fish that you can hang around your neck. So we're getting some good things here. And we're up here in the balcony right now at the Orpheum Theater, the beautifully preserved Orpheum Theater, Madison, Wisconsin. Our first show of the third millennium, or our third show of the first millennium, I forget what. And we've got all kinds of people up here in the audience like this. A young gentleman, you are? Scott Christensen. Scott, and what do you do in life as we know it? Uh, I'm in graduate school. Okay, so you don't do anything. <laughs> it, what, uh, what is the theme in your particular graduate study? Uh, physics. Physics. Are you a plasma guy, particle guy? Uh, optics. Oh, I didn't know you could be that, too. Optics, that, telescopes, that sort of thing? Basically, we play with lasers. You play with lasers. Okay. We should have brought them tonight. This would be the perfect occasion for it. And what, what do you do? Uh, what do you study exactly? Uh, right now, I'm working on building a big laser. Building a big darn laser. <laughs> How big a laser are you going to build? Uh, it's going to be about 100 watts of average power. Got that on my car stereo. It really is not too impressive, to tell you the truth. Is that good for a laser, 100 watts? It's reasonable. It's not the highest in power. You should go for a bigger laser. How many think Scott should go for a bigger laser than 100 lousy watts? That's only 50 watts a channel, Scott. I'd say a bigger laser. Bigger laser. Okay, I'll work on it. Yeah, just uh, change the specs on it. Build a bigger laser. Juice it up a little bit. Radio Shack's got everything you need. I'll see what I can do. Anything, any question I can answer for you, Scott? I'm glad. Okay. Uh, let's go out in the audience here. Uh, I, actually, I didn't bring your cards up here because I can't read them. Uh, the light is so bad down there in the partially refurbished Orpheum Theater that I uh, just sort of came out here on a whim. And uh, let's see, fetal position, fetal position, you have something to say. Um, my friend has a question for you. Well, what about you? Well, I wanted to Are know... Are you a psychic? How do you know your friend has a question? <laughs> well, the question I had, you I asked... you're projecting. I think you're projecting. I think you have a question for me. I think you're projecting it onto your friend. Where are the donuts? The donuts? For $15 in a balcony, you want donuts yet? <laughs> well, for $5 in San Francisco. Gave you free flashlights for coming in here. That was a mistake. And those things to blow, that was a mistake. Do we get to keep them? Yes, of course. Who wants the flashlight back now that you've used it? <laughs> you've, you've broken the seal on the flashlight. It's no longer hygienically sealed. That's true. And you are? I'm David Flesh, and I know Phil from downstairs. You know Phil from downstairs? Right. Okay. And David, what do you do in life? I'm a court commissioner. A court commissioner? What does a court commissioner do? I've seen your name on tickets and things, it seems to me, but um, I'm, summons is. I'm a Judge Judy without the ruffle. So what, you mean people appear before you? Um, yes. And you yell at them? No, I'm very nice to them. Yeah, and, what, and what sort of circumstances? What are the small claims, okay. uh, 
fail bans. Fail so can you be pretty whimsical about what decisions you make? Can it be based entirely upon your gut instinct and whether you actually like the individual or not? Uh, no, it depends on the coin I'm flipping. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for admitting it. I feel a lot better knowing that someday, for some reason, I'm going to appear in front of you. I'll, I'll flip it and you can call it. Okay. Very nice to meet you. Good luck. And uh, as being court commissioner, that'd be a cool job to have. You don't need any particular background for that. How are you doing? Good to see you. Hi, how are you? Uh, you want to say it? No, you're turning away from me. I can tell. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Let's start with that. Hi. And you are? Luann Deusterberg. Yeah, Luann, did you have a couple of drinks in the lobby on the way in? <laughs> no. Why don't you go down and have a couple? Come back and we'll finish it. Okay. I, I was trying to do the fetal position, but it, you were very quick. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, get back into it. Just, just don't, don't salivate on the woman next to you there because she's having a bad enough time as it is. And this gentleman here is wearing the hat, and so you're having a good New Year so far? Oh, yeah. 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 Has this been the extent of it, or do you go somewhere from here, or what? Well, you know, I... Um, this was basically my main attraction for the day. Yeah, yeah well, actually for the for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the entire millennium. It's it, we've been looking forward to it. Ever since. Well, so you have? Yeah, ever since the beginning. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, since the beginning. Yeah. I've been wanting to be here for a while. So yeah. How long have you been waiting? Oh, probably most of my life. Really? Yeah. And you too as well. Uh, about that long. Yeah. No kidding. So it's good that you guys know each other. Yeah. Well, it that, works out that way. Yeah. Have you known each other a long time? Um, what, three years? Yeah, something like that. Are you roommates now, or? Uh, no. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I wasn't implying anything, and if I was, that's fine, too. I'm saying, you know, you know, whatever. This is Madison, Wisconsin. I wasn't, you know, anything is possible, a host of possibilities. And you are? I'm Peter Redunzel. Peter Redunzel and Chad. Chad Lewis. Chad Lewis, okay, you guys in school yet or what? Uh, we're still there, uh, yeah, waiting to get out, Great finally. <laughs> what, what do you win? Uh, I'm in computer science. Computer science? Yeah. It's a field of the past? Um, yeah, uh, trying to update things from Y1Ks and trying to go to Y2K. Yeah, no, you know so. all that COBOL or whatever it is, all that language? <laughs> it's never going to go away, I think. I mean, Are you in that too? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm in business side, uh, MIS, but yeah. Jim, uh, these guys have no life whatsoever. <laughs> Do we have something for them just to say that we were concerned? Yes. Yes. Uh, we would have one video for the two of them that they can uh, take into the wilderness. It's Survival Mountain Mel DeWeese's uh, 17 Ways to Start the Fire Without the Match. And also, uh, since they will be out there without food, we'll send along some uh, Anasazi beans from the Adobe Milling Company. Yeah, there you go. You guys work on that. You have something to fall back on, survival. All right, who up here would like to play the What Do You Know quiz? Chance for you to win fabulous prizes just for having uh, land-grant institution education like myself. Some of you think that, uh, you know, you didn't go to the Harvard of the West. Maybe you went to La Crosse, you know, maybe you went to Oshkosh. Uh, but you think you stack up. Uh, oh, all right, come on down. Come on down here, then. Just come down here. Rule of thumb, never pick the woman who's screaming the loudest in the audience. I'm breaking that rule. I'm breaking that rule right now. And I think you can hear her coming. She's getting a little closer even as we speak. This is starting to scare me with this enthusiasm. Don't knock me over. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm very fine, thank you. Mention his name. Who? Oh, that's my friend Bob. Oh, your friend Bob. And you are? My name is Mary, Mary McCaskill. Mary, uh, take a deep breath. Okay. okay. This is not important, okay? We don't have I've any... I've been waiting for this no, forever. No, 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 no. Okay. I haven't. The prizes are lousy. I know. Okay, it's not a million dollars, okay? All right, Mary? It's you the okay? notoriety. Yeah. 
Yeah. Give me one good reason you want to play this quiz. Because right? I've been waiting for, you know, like 15 years to do this. I guess that's good. Is this card for me? This is just handed to me, ladies and gentlemen. It says, can you make the hen lay an egg? Uh, signed a hijab from Addison, age five. Uh, Jim, can you make the hen lay an egg? Oh, yes. Okay, we're gonna go down there to the main floor while Jim tries to make the hen lay an egg. Come on down, Mary. Yes, come with me. Yes, hi, you can see it. We got a long way to go here. You still there, Mary? Okay, good. for marriage. All her life. All my life. Have you tried other quiz shows or anything? No, but I do have a question for you, Michael. Yes, what can I ask? Where's Jeff? Jeff had a better gig. That's not possible. No, it's, he had a better gig. He's working at some corporate thing in the North Woods or something. Yeah, he's making a movie called The, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Blair Jeff Project. <laughs> Mary, what are you doing in life? I sell tickets across the street at the Madison Civic Center. You do? Uh, yes, I do. various events? Lots of events, yeah. lots of people. And what's going on right now, the big ticket seller? Well, nothing right now. We happen oh. to be virtually Hiatus? shut down Oh, well, that's good. good to hear. Yep. However, and Friday, January 7th, yes. opening night of the Madison Repertory's next Oh, I've heard your play. name on the tape. That, <laughs> I mean, your voice. Isn't that no. you on the tape? No. Oh, okay. I'm a lowly part-time employee. Yeah. What, what is your background in, Mary? Music and history. Actually, I had Paul Boyer for a professor. He did. Was he like good? Twenty some years ago. Was he good? Fabulous. Actually, one of my favorite professors from the history department. Yeah. Did he challenge your beliefs? Did yeah. You history ever... of American thought. Greatest course I ever took. Yeah. All American thought is history now. Actually, at this moment, <laughs> I think there will never be another American thought. I predict at this. I point. learned about utopias from Professor Boyer. Yes, and he lives in one. It's called the, <laughs> the public dole, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So much money, you can donate the profits of his book. To me, that's the most amazing thing. Anyway, and Mary, are you, are you married? Or yes, I am. Is that gentleman up there who wanted He's to He's up there, yeah. yeah. That's him. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how long have you been married? Oh, 12 years. 12 years. Got married very young. I don't advise it. No, no. <laughs> but, but you're happy now. Sure. Sure, because what else do you know, as really? As happy as anyone can be. Can be, be yeah. Children? Yeah. No. See, that, that was a good choice. I am, however, the greatest auntie in the entire I bet, world. You know, being an auntie is a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah, I'm an auntie, too. Wind them all up, you know, spoil I'm an anti-climax. And I'm... go home. Uh, <laughs> Mary, great to have you here. Uh, I'm glad to see that a wish has been fulfilled here for you. Now I have nothing to live for for the next hundred years. Oh, gosh. I can't be responsible for that, too, Mary, you know? <laughs> uh, my responsibility ends here, to tell you the truth. And Jim, what number should they call to get through on this quiz? They should call area 608-262-7756 or 608-262-7994. What about 262-7919 or 262-7887? <laughs> yes, those numbers work as well. 78. 
87. 87. Yeah. Why are there four I numbers? Uh, a technical snafu okay. back at the station. Okay, let's go to the phones. Now, here's the qualifying question. You can answer this. You play along here with uh, Mary. Uh, in South Africa, Nelson Mandela celebrated the dawn of the year 2000 where? Kind of a special place. Nelson Mandela greeted 2000 where? If you know, uh, give us a I call here it. at uh, what? I know. Oh, please, please, please. You're on the quiz already. <laughs> at 262. Well, you know the numbers. Uh, Jaron's on the line here from uh, Madison. Jaron. Uh, hello. Hello. Yes. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. Is that your secretary? Jaron, where are you? Right here. Oh, hi. <laughs> where? <laughs> oh, hi. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's in row nine. Jaron's in row nine on the aisle there. Um, Jaron, where did Nelson Mandela celebrate the uh, arrival of 2000? Jaron, talk to me. Where's the phone connection, Jaron? Now you're so smart calling up. Didn't you pay your little cellular bill there or what? Did the free minutes end all of a sudden? What did you say? I didn't hear what you shouted at me. What did you say? In his prison cell is right. Congratulations, Jaron. Get back on the phone because we don't have another chair. Yeah, come on up here, Jaron. I guess you qualified for the quiz. Congratulations. Someone escort Jaron up here. Do we have a chair for Jaron? John, can we use your chair for a minute? What? Can we use your chair? Yeah. Jaron, take the chair with you when you come. <laughs> oh, thank you, John. Very polite of you to carry that over. No, we're over on this side, please, if you place it over here next to, to Mary. Have a seat there, Jaron. Jaron, uh, slip, slip in closer there, please. Are you a student in school yet, Jaron? Uh, in high school. In high school, okay. What, what grade are you in? I'm a senior. A senior? Uh, at which school? Madison West. Madison West. Where you are active in? Swimming. In swimming? On the swim team? Yes. And how did Madison West do in swimming this year? We're going to do good. Good. They're going to do good. Okay, that's a good positive attitude. I like that, Jaron. You know how this quiz works? Uh, no, actually. You just hear, uh, did you just wander in because you saw the light or what? Well, exactly. Okay. You and, you and Mary work together. You get three right out of five, and you win fabulous prizes, okay? Wait, you told me the prizes weren't that good. No, they're not that good. <laughs> That's just hype, like everything else in Y2K. So, uh, Jaron and Mary will work together here. And, Jim, what categories do we have? Current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science, or odds and ends. Okay. Um, Jaron, we'll let you uh, choose first. What would you like? You weren't listening. Wait, Mary, I'll let you choose first, because Jaron was paying no attention. School, okay. Things you should have learned in school, Jaron. Okay? All right. Two handkerchiefs, a ribbon, and a cord turned out to be the breakthrough in American technology of 1927, in the past century. What was it? Handkerchiefs and what? Two handkerchiefs, a ribbon, and a cord. 1927, a breakthrough in American technology. I'm sorry? A brassiere. Are you answering the question or are you yes, having a... That, that's my answer. Oh, okay. That's my final answer. Jaron, you, you agree with a brassiere? Definitely. Well, at your age, I would too, I guess. <laughs> yes, a brassiere. Like on the invention of the brassiere. 1927. Uh, 
for S. Crosby invented. She was actually a descendant of Robert Fulton, who invented the steamboat. So that runs in the family, apparently. Uh, big wheel. Uh, Jim? One right, no wrong. Okay, very good. You guys are on the road to uh, satisfaction here. Let's uh, see what remains here, Jim. Current events, people, places, science, or odds and ends. Darren, I'll pick this one. Science. Science, because that's a good subject for you, isn't it? I hope so. Yeah, okay. We don't have swimming here as a category, I'm sorry to say. But. All right, do college students, this is something to look forward to. Do college students feel less pain plunging their hands in freezing water while having a sexual fantasy or while taking aspirin? Jaron, I guess we'll turn to you for this. I may have to say the fantasy. You'd have to say? The fantasy. You'd have to say the fantasy. You're right. The fantasy is right. That's a no-brainer. Jim, that would be? Two right and no wrong. Okay, fine. Thanks. You're helping a great deal. Uh, I'll use you at my next party, Buzz. I want you to know that. <laughs> Thank you. Jim, what remains there? Current events, people, places, or odds and ends. All right. Jaron, you want to take it? Mary? People. People it is. Let's look at people. All right, you are 10 Americans. How many of you are at home tonight? Oh, I saw this today on CNN. It's like 51%. That chicken is driving me crazy. Yeah, the chicken is a little upset. The chicken thinks it's the final you know, act in this whole scenario. I believe the answer was 51%. You are 10 Americans. How many of you are oh. at home tonight? I guess that would be 5.1. Jaron, you want to get on Seven. Let's go along with that? Sure. Seven is right. Congratulations. <laughs> they can go on, can't they, Jim? They can go on. What they have to do is they have to answer two more questions from our three remaining categories correctly, and they can win an avalanche of prizes. However, if they lose, they'll be enrolled in the Antonio Freeman Safe Driving School. All right. What remains then, Jim? We have current events, places, or odds and ends. You're going on, aren't you? I assumed you were. What would you like? It's up to you. Places. Places. Yes. No, you're on top of this now, Jaron. You've come <laughs> around. I was worried about you at first, but are you, what kind of swimmer are you? What's your, what's your main deal? I'm a sprinter. A sprinter? Yes. Okay, good for you. Uh, I'm a sinker myself. Uh, <laughs> 100,000 New Jerseyans received notice that their childcare payments were 100 years late. Was this Y2K? 100 years late. No. No, it wasn't. You're right. It was simple human error, ladies and gentlemen, which is not uncommon in New Jersey because we have some here on that. Four right and no wrong. I get this right. You've, uh, you've won it all. Let's see uh, what remains here, Jim. Current events or odds and ends. Current events, odds and ends. You get this uh, right. You win the whole shebang. What would you like? Current events. Current events. Out of the news. Talk it over. Of the Fortune 1000 CEOs of major American corporations, what percentage uh, were on call at midnight? Five percent? Four percent? Or three percent? Two percent. Or four percent or five percent? Um, or the surprisingly high five percent? Actually, I, I was thinking 90 percent, so five seems like now a Now you're thinking five percent? Jaron, what are you thinking about this? She's on her own here. She has on. Five percent. Five percent is right. Congratulations. You've everything.
Look what I have to work with, ladies and gentlemen. This mic is wrong. Jim, what have they won? Well, Mary, you've won the incredible Boca Burger barbecue bundle, everything for the stately winter cookout, the red hot grill, the cooking apron, mitts and spatula, to a free package of Boca Burgers. Boca Burger, the meatless burger that makes meat lovers salivate and vegetarians sal uh, celebrate. Then enjoy misheard lyrics like wasting away in my gorilla suit and who brought stripes and fried stars through the barrel of Sprite in Gavin Edwards' When a Man Loves a Walnut from Fireside Books of Simon & Schuster. Deal a winning hand like the king with a deck of Elvis playing cards from the Columbus Art Museum and roll with a royal comedy on the CD Why Not the Best of Michael Feldman's What Do You Know on Newport Classics Limited. Jaron, when the power grid goes down, you'll still be able to enjoy, enjoy gourmet meals using Manifold Destiny, the one, the only guide to cooking on your car engine by Chris Maynard and Bill Scheller. It's in the new improved model with more road-tested recipes per gallon from Villard Books. Then examine the red planet up close with the inflatable Mars, which does not come with tiny crashed landers. It's from On the Wall Productions. <laughs> Survive state dinners in the new millennium without embarrassment by using Preleaf, the tablet you take before so that you'll feel comfortable after by neutralizing acidy foods and packaged in its own mug from Mac Pharma Incorporated and make the best of it by listening to the CD. Why not the best of Michael Feldman's What Do You Know on Newport Classics Limited? Congratulations to you. Thanks, guys. Darren, back to your phone, make some other calls. Mary, thank you very much for making your dream come true for all of us. What do you know travels to Richmond, Kentucky for a live broadcast Saturday, January 29th. Tickets are available at 1-800-621-8890. And log on for a live Not Much Chat with Not Much Chatter Michael Feldman on Tuesday evening, January 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Point your browser to notmuch.com for details. We've got something you're really going to enjoy here now. Let's put you in a different mood for the uh, new millennium. And this is uh, something here. She has a new album out called uh, Adikola. What's, how do you pronounce this, the name of the album? The name of the album is Oje Meiji. Oje Meiji, which, which means? It's all about love. It's all about love. Would you welcome, please, Adikola Adedapo, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. This is my son, he's 11. Osha Muiwa Ibatunji.
Adicola. Adicola, Adadapo, ladies and gentlemen. The CD is with Berkeley Fudge from Milwaukee. Check out our website, notmuch.com. We'll tell you how to get a hold of it. And uh, I think we're here at the point now where you've all waited for us since the chicken has tried to escape 17 times during the show. It's a free-range chicken. It's never been in a cage before. And it's time to read the predictions to see what the chicken has selected through its uh, discrete bodily functions. That's right. As for the predictions for the next millennium, Jim, this is pretty... Uh, That's right. I see you did some picking I, on the floor here, too, actually. I think I see I think he picked my shoes, actually. As one, one prediction. You know, he's got a couple predictions there. Uh, where's the chicken wrangle? I'm afraid to go in there with this bird, actually. This bird isn't... Yeah, because the chicken is going to escape again. I do this. Chicken wrangler. Hold that sledgehammer. All right. You, Jim, because that, that bit is over. Okay, you want to grab uh, Edna? And I'll look at the predictions. This is... Building up the suspense here. So try to undo the duct tape. All right, there's Edna. Take a bow, Edna. A wonderful job. All right, in the next thousand years, a black hole will swallow the Earth and regurgitate it, ladies and gentlemen. There's one. All right, this is... Uh, Whoa, this is very much vogue here, this one. Look at the pile on this, baby. Uh, the Canadian dollar will be worth much more than the U.S. dollar when Americans realize that it is actually much prettier. I don't care for that one myself. There's this. Also selected by Edna. Edna, the amazing psychic chicken, will be chosen as Time Magazine's person of the 21st century. There's one more here. Uh, Jerry Fowell is found uh, uh, murdered. This is a bit happy thing. Who wrote this one? The prime suspect is Teletubby Tinky Winky. There you have it. The chicken ship prediction for the next millennium. Thank you very much, Edna. 
Jim Packard, listen to To find out more about our Grammy-nominated CD, Why Not the Best of What Do You Know, click on notmuch.com or call our hotline at 1-800-WHA-KNOW. If you'd like to attend a What Do You Know broadcast in Madison at the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center, call the Memorial Union box office for tickets at 608-262-2001. Next opening to January 8th, 15th, and 22nd. Michael Feldman's What Do You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio. For Public Radio International, Michael Feldman, producer international. Doug Gordon, producer, with assistance from Lyle Anderson, Judith Heisey Pavale, Diana Cook, Debbie Builder, Kelly Osborne, Technical Director Tom Blaine, Engineering by Buzz Kemper, Kurt Carroll, and the Sticker Brothers Sound. Next week, we'll be back in Madison with a What Do You Know quiz and a salute to Black River Falls, Wisconsin. New Year. I hope the next thousand years go well for you. We'll see you again next time it turns around. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, guys. Support for What Do You Know comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and from public radio members like you. To order a cassette copy of today's show, call area code 303-823-8000. And tell us what you know by visiting Michael Feldman's official What Do You Know website at www.notmuch.com. Play the online quiz, hear all of the latest news that isn't, and interact with the sage of Wisconsin himself, Michael Feldman. That's notmuch.com. PRI Public Radio International.